Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about where NASA's new Planet Hunting Telescope is looking for life first, the number of places where people spend most of their time, and the new light triad of personality traits. Let's satisfy some curiosity for the 312th time, because today is the one-year anniversary of the first episode of Curiosity Daily. Woohoo! More on that at the end of today's episode. NASA's Planet Hunting Telescope just got a few pointers on where to look for life first. I'm talking about the Transiting Exoplanet Survey Satellite, or TESS. And researchers just came out with a list of more than 1,800 stars that could host habitable planets. Habitable! Stars that we might want to check out with TESS's help. When astronomers say a planet is habitable, by the way, they mean it's a rocky world that orbits near its parent star in a region where liquid water could exist on the planet. If the planet is too close to the star, like Mercury, then that water evaporates. If it's too far, then the water turns to ice. TESS launched about a year ago to search out habitable exoplanets, meaning planets outside our solar system that are close to Earth. A team of astronomers led by Cornell University astronomy professor Lisa Kaltnegger just published a TESS Habitable Zone Star Catalog that identifies those 1,800-plus stars that could host habitable worlds. And more than 400 of those stars could yield planets in just a brief search. Even better than that, about 10% of the stars on that full list are within the viewing range of the James Webb Space Telescope. That's a next-generation telescope that NASA hopes to send into space by 2021. Once it's in space, Webb can take pictures of some of the planets that are the largest and closest to Earth, possibly giving us a glimpse of their atmospheres. But that might be more possible for gas giant planets that are more like Jupiter than the tiny planets that are more like Earth. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. There are plenty of stars to check out while we're waiting for that telescope to launch in 2021. Plenty of reason to keep our eyes to the sky. Researchers have looked into the number of places where the average person spends their time. And this could have a lot of implications for how cities are designed, how governments manage disease epidemics, and other structural puzzles. It could also impact how people think about their personal movements. In how many places do you regularly spend your time? Well, according to research, most people spend their time in just 25 places. To come up with this number, researchers from the UK and Denmark followed the movements of 850 college students over two years. They used GPS and Wi-Fi data to find that while the students did visit plenty of new spots, they spent most of their time in roughly 25 places they returned to repeatedly. Researchers came to the same conclusion, by the way, after they scaled up the study to 40,000 people from all around the world with all kinds of different lifestyles. Plenty of scientists have studied human mobility in the past, but historically, most studies looked at movements over the course of a day or a week. This is the first study to track mobility longer term over multiple years. Now, this doesn't suggest that we don't try new places or add them to our routines, because we do all the time. But for every new pizza place we discover, an old stomping ground gets abandoned. It's almost like humans simply don't have the mental bandwidth for much more than 25 places. Now, aside from broader implications like how companies might design their offices to be conducive to creativity, here's your takeaway. If you can only be a regular in 25 places, then it's worth choosing them carefully. After all, your environment can shape your behavior, your mindset, and your physical health. Be mindful and remember, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see the troubles are all the same. Today's episode is sponsored by First Alert. There are three things every homeowner wants their home to be. 
Smarter, safer, and more fun. What if I told you one link by First Alert can cover that whole trio? First, meet your family's new best friend, the One Link Safe and Sound. It's a hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker, and it's Alexa enabled, all in one sleek device. It's built with First Alert safety technology and provides an immersive, great sound experience. The Safe and Sound elevates any home. But it gets even better than that. One Link by First Alert also offers the One Link smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm that works with the One Link Safe and Sound. The device is easy to install and protects against both smoke and carbon monoxide. If smoke or CO is detected in the home, the smart alarm will notify you using exclusive voice and location technology and send a notification to your smartphone, whether you're at home or away. A smart home should start with smart protection. And One Link by First Alert welcomes you to a smarter, safer home. For more information, visit onelink.firstalert.com. One more time, that's onelink.firstalert.com. We've told you about the dark triad of personality traits. You know, psychopathy, Machiavellianism, and narcissism. Well, one team of scientists saw all the research going into the dark triad, so they decided to figure out, you guessed it, the light triad. And there's a test you can take to figure out your score. For a study published last month, Scott Barry Kaufman and his colleagues at the University of Pennsylvania's Positive Psychology Center pointed out that there's been way too much focus on the dark triad since it was first proposed in 2002, writing that, quote, too much focus on one aspect of human nature at the expense of the other misrepresents the full capacities of humanity, unquote. So they recruited more than 1,300 online participants over three studies to take a ton of personality tests, including the Dark Triad, the Big Five, the Rosenberg Self-Esteem Scale, and the Psychopathic Personality Inventory. We don't have time to get into all of those, but we have links to learn more about each of them on Curiosity.com. Once they had all that data, the researchers crunched the numbers and came up with a 12-item scale that was inspired by, but not directly opposite to, the Dark Triad Scale. And finally, they came up with these three traits for the light triad. First, Kantianism. That's treating people as ends unto themselves, not as mere means to an end. This one is based on Immanuel Kant's second formulation of his categorical imperative. It's a sensible and kind of tongue-in-cheek contrast to the Machiavellianism part of the dark triad. Second, humanism. As in, valuing the dignity and worth of each individual. And finally, faith in humanity believing in the fundamental goodness of humans. You can measure your own levels of Kantianism, humanism, and faith in humanity with a test on Scott Barry Kaufman's website. And the researchers hope that this helps to balance the scientific view of human nature. So you're saying they are seeking to restore balance to the scientific... To force. <laughs> to the psychological force. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> So like I mentioned at the start of this episode, today is the 312th episode, the one-year anniversary of Curiosity Daily. 312, Chicago area code, what? I love that coincidence yes. so much. So first off, thank you so much for listening to this show, whether you joined us a month ago, a day ago, or you've been with us for the last year. It was quite the shift from a weekly podcast to a six days a week podcast, but people seem to like it. So that's cool. And I'm so touched by how many people out there are kindred spirits with us who just like love learning new things every day. It's amazing. So we wanted to bring you a little bit of by the numbers. We mentioned the 312 episodes doing a rough estimate of the math. That means that we've done more than 2,500 minutes of daily stories. Wow. 
hundreds of topics, including but not limited to artificial intelligence, astronomy, belly buttons, brain science, communications, fitness and exercise, food, genetics, history, language, life hacks, physics, physiology, productivity, quantum mechanics, sleep research, aliens, robots, relationship advice, and more. It's a lot. And we had more than 30 guests. You can listen to a lot of our extended uncut interviews with those guests for free on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash curiosity.com. And we've answered 50 of your questions, which is honestly one of my favorite parts of the job. On top of that, curious listeners have downloaded our episodes more than four and a half million times. That's amazing. Which is pretty great. And I want to give a special shout out. The cities that have downloaded our show the most are New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Dallas. And then... Hutchinson, Kansas. Shout out to our listeners in Hutchinson, Kansas. What are you guys doing out there, huh? Very curious people in Hutchinson, Kansas. Three quick reminders before we go. Sir Francis Drake was not an astronomer, and he did not help come up with the Fermi paradox. Researchers still haven't found the entwives, but Cody's still looking. Where did they go? And I can almost guarantee you will not find this many pro wrestling references in any other science podcast. But I welcome them to compete. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, thank you so much for being a fan of the show. And hey, the number one thing you can do to help us out is tell a friend or two about the show. The more people that are listening, the more opportunities we have to get great guests and bring you all the cool stuff that you love. So really, if you want to share this episode on social media or with your friends or wherever, Please do that. We will be eternally grateful. I mean, when we hit the big time, you were there when we were underground. And like, those are bragging rights right there. Have we hit the big time? I mean, a bartender recognized me, so. (laughs) (laughs) Read about today's stories and more on curiosity.com. Join us again for the second year of the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.